0: Yo, what is up? Welcome back to Lights, Cameras, Blokes, or welcome for the first time. We are a movie discussion and general BS podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sean Culligan, along with my host, Ned Cullen. This week, we discuss the 1996 Hong Kong film, The God of Cookery. We have a very special, special guest, Mark Medeo, stepping in to bring all his insight on this wonderful film. So, without any further ado, please enjoy this delicious episode.
1: All right, we're here.
2: We're here. We got a special guest today. I mean, I'm excited. The first guest on the podcast ever. I feel though there's a stigma of now we're just asking people we know to be on our podcast and it takes that one person to say yes and encourage us to keep doing it. And we're just going to start annoying a lot of people now. But our special guest and our enabler, Mark Medeo, on the show how are you doing, Mark?
1: Thank you so much, guys. It's such an honor. And I can't tell you how awesome it is to virtually see you guys after all this time. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And to be on a podcast that's just simply about talking about movies, at least that's what I'm assuming. I don't know if you guys have any surprises for me.
2: This but, one gets uh, political. This one's a purely <laughs> political episode. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it, it,
0: this is the episode we go straight QAnon. We're, uh, we're doing it. We're, we're going to red pill everybody that's nice. every episode
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah super it's super cool to see you yeah we, we all used to work with one another and when I was starting out I remember Mark and I used to talk a lot about movies because uh, you had like I remember thinking it was so cool you, had, you did like movie viewings in your studio oh that's <laughs> uh, right yeah and we used to chat about films and now mark is an actor as well as a photographer and photo editor and whatever else you're doing at the moment so we'll we we'll... are also
1: teaching acting as well that's yeah that's kind of a big part of the schedule as well but teaching and coaching yeah
2: i remember you doing that when i met you you were you were teaching acting that's so cool yeah of course i as an aspiring actor don't really have anything left to learn so mark may never talk like that you because I feel like I feel I like know it all by now but very cool
1: yeah if you don't pick up everything you need to know in a week then it'll never happen so yeah. absolutely that's, that's the, why uh, I gave up so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very Plus, he cool. got that skate park now. Sean. Oh yeah! I, I, no,
0: I'm shredding.
1: Oh man, I I'm so jealous. I I shouldn't be because there's like three skate parks in this city now, and and it's just laziness that I never go to them. But um.
0: I I live like a mile away from the skate park, so I just bike there every day. It's amazing. It's. Yeah, it's uh, it's keeping me busy, so that's good. And and keeping me sane, so I'm not just sitting in the house. I like got it's been good because I actually it's been bad because of the weather. Today's like the first sunny day we've had in a week. So finally got out today. It's like a dream come true. Yeah, having a personal skate park basically. I'm sure. So I think we should. Uh, I think we should introduce the movie that you've you've brought to us because I remember when when you were working with us, you recommended this probably four years ago and uh, uh, maybe five years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, sick. I'll watch this, and I never did until uh, this week. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the god of
0: cookery. Why, why are you like this? Or So I assumed you were going to just bring us a movie that you enjoyed. And thankfully, I, I enjoyed this movie. But you could have sabotaged us and just given us a crap movie. <laughs> well, can
2: uh, I ask first, how the hell did you find this, Mark? I had an ordeal hunting this down. Where do you find this film?
1: I don't know. It's got to be, it, it's for folklore in my head at this point. So um, I think I saw it maybe a couple of years after it came out. So it came out in 96 and I was married at the time and me and my wife at the time would always go to this place in the city called Live Video. Um, And it was this video store on Ninth Avenue right by the park and it was two levels and every section was divided up by country. Um, And there were countries in there that I frankly at the time I hadn't heard of uh, like Uzbekistan or (laughs) maybe (laughs) Azerbaijan or places that are kind of semi-famous now. Like China? China was a... Like China? China (laughs) was a big one. But yeah, and China was... I Probably at the time, I I was ignorant enough to not know the difference between Hong Kong films and, and Chinese films. And... It was in renting videos at Levideo that like you discover all of these places and and these different markets. And I was never a big martial arts movie fan. You know, at the time we'd watch some Jackie Chan movies and I discovered Drunken Master. And I was like, wow, what is this? This is like nothing I've ever seen. And it's amazing. And I think somehow that led us to um, the god of cookery. And I think it was just the cover looked awesome. You know, this is back in the day when you're just looking at covers of DVDs and, and the VHSs and shit, it might've even been, can I say shit? Yeah, um, we're, yeah. we're explicit. I mark it um,
2: explicit whenever we publish so you can say <laughs> any of the bad words we fuckity went
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah back in the day when you would just base what you're going to watch on the cover art and the cover art was awesome and I hadn't heard of no, Stephen Chow but I think I might have seen him in something so we just grabbed it and I was it, it was just uh, it, it was you know I've never done acid but it was just um, what I imagine an
0: acid trip cooking kung fu movie to be like no it's It's one of those like fever dream movies. And I like I wrote that down. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a fever dream. But it's like a really good fever dream. Now, that's like kind of what I liked about when we started the podcast. It was always like, let's talk about movies or like bring in movies that are kind of niche or just not the run of a mill mainstreams thing. So like this was the perfect Kind of, I don't know. Stephen Chow has has two movies that the West knows: Kung Fu Hustle and um, Shaolin Soccer. Yeah. And so this movie's kind of that third movie that I'd like, oh, you should go watch this one.
2: And I hadn't. I hadn't even really heard of Stephen Chow pre this because I know you're a uh, Shaolin soccer fan, Sean, but I uh, I haven't checked any Stephen Chow out. Now looking into him, like he's a huge name over in China. I think he a few years back did um, it was a Journey to the West film and it was the biggest grossing film over in China, I think. I don't know. I'd love to now watch from this to kind of now and see if he's maintained the kind of weird slapstickness or if because watching trailers for his other films since and I am now desperate to watch all Stephen Chow because I loved it. I I wonder how (laughs) they all seem quite slapstick comedy kind of forward and and I, I i want more of that that looks great
0: so before we get into the summary oh, i think yeah. we've got to do some uh some wrecks and mark we do this now on the podcast to, to just warm up and i feel like we're already warm but uh ned you got any wrecks today
2: uh <sighs> Not especially. I'm so sorry,
0: Sean. I <laughs> Christ, Mark, and I'm putting you on the spot now. Do you have oh, any no. regrets because my co-host is blowing it?
1: Well, as far as films go, what I saw this week, I saw two great films. Um, one was just kind of under the radar. When I, when I have no idea what I want to watch, I go to um, New York Times watching. And uh, I always manage to find something there. But they recommended results. Results as in, you know, like athletic uh, exercise-based results. And it's essentially a movie about Fitness Instructor um, starring Guy Pearce. And I'm going to have to look up uh, the name of the co-star because he was just amazing. But it's on Netflix. It's a great movie. It's surreal. It's the director who did it is... Um, I looked him up. I can't remember his name right now, but it, they, they called him the godfather of uh, Mumblecore. So, it, which, you know, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, but when it's done right, just people talking naturally is kind of... it's it's, you know, it's nice. <laughs> it's kind of a relief. Um, let's see. Kevin Corrigan. Yeah. Kevin Corrigan and Connor Smolders. No, not Connor. Kobe Smulders um, is the actress. Um, and then the other one that I saw, which totally blew me away, was In and of Itself, which is a movie that I don't really want to describe because it's more like an experience, um, which sounds really pretentious, but (laughs) (laughs) it really is. And and Stephen Colbert went and saw what was ostensibly a magic show in New York and turned out to be something much, much, much deeper. And he fell in love with it and decided to produce this guy's show as a movie. Um, He doesn't do the the show anymore. He did like 500 shows, but in and of itself... I believe it's on Hulu, and uh, I can't recommend that one enough. I really can't. So, and it nice. kind of reminded me of um, uh, Ned. You went to Sleep No More with me, right? In New York. It, yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah. Really? It was it. It was kind of experiential, just like that. So, yeah, I would highly recommend it. See,
0: that's what, what was I'm talking the about. name again?
1: What was the uh, the movie? name of the movie? Is In and of Itself in and of itself okay yeah
0: see that okay so this is why we do rex because now now we've got some some other things to watch uh yeah solid because i'm just gonna recommend gundam stuff and be dumb (laughs) like that but
2: and i'm gonna forget (laughs) to recommend anything
0: that's okay ned Mark yeah. had your back on this, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you are on Instagram like me all the time, you'll you'll see a lot of Gundam news coming out of Yokohama. That the live Gundam is moving, and it knelt like last week. So they have this like huge robot Gundam they've constructed in Yokohama, and uh, yeah, it's moving. It's like it's getting there, which is scary. Like the hands move. Ready, They're right? getting battle ready. It's it's exciting. We're going to we'll be there. We'll have Gundam flying in the air. Give yeah, it I think I'd
2: I'd be like 80 percent OK with like war if it was via Gundam machines, you know, like if big robots were finding each other, I think I'd get behind any kind of skirmish. You know, uh, I
1: have no idea what you guys are talking about. All of my <laughs> toys were made out of Lincoln logs. So uh, um.
0: Gun- Gundam's a Japanese animation that is like also it's a Japanese animation, Japanese manga, and they have these action figures that they're model kits that you build.
1: They built like a, a, like a transformer kind of.
0: Right. Right. They built one that is one-to-one scale of what it's supposed to be in these animations. And uh it's massive. It's in Yokohama, Japan now. And it's is it an just, actual yeah. autonomous robot or it's, it's a like installation. Um, okay.
1: It's not like a
0: dynamics Scary, not no, that we not know, yet.
1: not, not yet. that we
2: know, like, I guarantee it is. Mark, I guarantee the Japanese government have, have got like a whole subsystem underground that controls it, and it, like, it's gonna go rogue one day, it's gonna take us all down. But that's how I want to go. So, this is the why we
1: watch movies so that we know how we're all gonna die. I mean, they, they're they clearly warning us about these things, and you know, I mean, pandemic. I don't know if you guys saw pandemic, that was,
0: yeah,
1: uh, that was weird watching that uh, less than a year ago and and having them talk about exactly the same things that are happening it's
0: well i just want to go out with a gundam shooting a laser beam through my head so i'm there with that yeah (laughs) uh Uh, fuck
2: how do we transition that into the god of cookery
0: (laughs) Uh, you just did (laughs)
2: yeah here we are the god of cookery 1996 uh, the year I was born. If we all want to feel weird about that. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, you, this is your movie. Can you sum it up quickly for the
1: people? Um, it's a, um, it's a story about somebody who's at the top of their game, who's a douchebag in every way imaginable, as a uh, a god of cookery, which is. Kind of based on you know the Japanese show Iron Chef. Um, so Stephen Chow, who cast himself, he I think he he wrote this, co-wrote it, uh, directed it, um, produced it, used his own name as as the lead character, uh, Stephen Chow, the God of Cookery, and it's about his fall from grace and and learning how to be a real human being and and a real and a real cook, you know somebody that cooks real food. Um, I don't want to give it too much away, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I I uh I had a question about that. So like he he is a bad cook at the beginning, right?
2: He's a good cook, but he's not like a a good cook. He's I a good
0: cook with no soul. Mm. Okay. Okay. He-
2: His television catchphrase is even like, you need heart to cook, but that's not something he believes in the beginning, but it's something he comes to know is is the genuine truth and not just a slogan. And I loved how much in the first kind of act comes back at the very end, it felt like some excellent setup, payoff kind of stuff going on. I don't want to get into the minutiae of it. We'll kind of discuss the plot details, but I think think we all recommend people go see this film before we start just spoiling everything. Is that?
0: correct yeah, yeah i'm yeah i'm all for it and also i'm going to simultaneously recommend uh shaolin soccer and kung fu hustle so go watch those
1: yeah i remember i'm remembering now that i saw shaolin soccer like i think when it came out yeah, yeah. i was
0: amazed and delighted it was oh, so. okay so so now I, have you seen kung fu hustle
1: i don't think i have i'm writing that down though
0: yeah they're, so I think it's been in pre-production for a while they're going to do a Kung Fu Hustle 2 there's no set date people kind of said it was supposed to come out next year some people say 2025 like it's a, yeah it's all over the place but uh, among the three of them Kung Fu Hustle Shaolin Soccer and this one I'm going to need to go back and watch Shaolin Soccer this might be my favorite now um, oh cool yeah yeah but I I highly recommend it
1: yeah and finding it is going to be a trick um, I actually left my DVD at my girlfriend friend's place so I had to watch it this week on YouTube um, and thankfully I had already seen it and all of it's it, the, the photography I just think is amazing especially for the time you know and yeah. I've really seen too many Hong Kong movies or, or movies from China for that matter and, and I had no idea how just how big their budgets were and yeah. and how they even exceeded you know the, the technicals of
0: Hollywood movies in, in a lot of ways. There, there are some great scenes um, and we have a lot of screens on uh, at lights cameras dot while you're listening to this. Go go give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, but <laughs> seamless, there, yeah, seamless. <laughs> the segues, man uh but yeah they're they have some incredible visuals and then all the like rooftop shots all the not pseudo but the kind of martial arts wire shots that yeah. happen occasionally those are spot on they're they're great um and the colors like there's i mean this is also us watching it through youtube or watching it through some other means uh, i'm cutting
2: that man we're not we're not going down for piracy that's okay. how they got capone you know he was pirated like avatar or something in 3d and that. That's how he went down.
0: Uh, Well, when we were watching it and maybe it's an outdated uh, DVD or something, but the (laughs) colors were super vibrant and like Almost peaking, where it's like, like like the levels are off. It was just it's oh, yeah. good. Good yeah, luck
2: cold. finding this movie, and that maybe brings me on to my request of whoever owns the distribution rights of of the God of Cookery. Please give this a. Uh, I don't really you know. Mark's got a DVD already. I don't really care what Sean's experience is. Please release this in the UK. I feel like everything gets a Blu Ray these days, and the God of Cookery absolutely needs one. I would I would soak up every every ounce. Of of behind the scenes got a cookery content. And it does it, look fantastic. Like it's- It
1: was on Netflix uh, uh, last year, I believe. And so it might come back around. I believe it's on a streaming, one of the streaming services in Australia. And you guys own Australia still. So you should be able to get there that. You go.
2: In the- I, uh... <laughs> not touching that one, Mark. Nice try. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the, the not just like the, the shots, but like how action is paced and how like so much of the story is told through movement. The one big thought I was having is like, I guarantee you Edgar Wright has seen this film because a lot of those snappy that's, kind of shots felt very
0: Edgar Wright. Okay, so I was trying to think of an equivalent of the movie because after seeing, I haven't seen Shell and Soccer in years, but I was, I was trying to think of the comedy equivalent of, of this movie. I was like, is it Ace Ventura? Is it like Wayne's World? And I was like, it's close, but no, it's Edgar Wright. It's definitely yeah. Hot Fuzz, and it's it's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, this is a yeah, that's perfect. There, yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely.
2: There's a wonderful, there's so many of these wonderful shots just like via where so much happens with the movement of the camera, but there's this one nice still shot of they're all trying to sell that. What is it called again? Pissing, Pissing pork, pork, pork Ball? or something. <laughs>
1: Pissing uh, beef balls.
2: <laughs> and they're all sat looking exhausted out and then finally people show up to buy them and it's just them. It's that wonderful shot of them all sat outside in like that one frame. And then it's a uh, turkey falls over and then it's like someone off camera like throwing a shoe up <laughs> as though her shoe <laughs> is kind of falling off. And that just felt very like I love how much in camera like slapstick special effect kind of stuff there is going on. There's a bit of use of like cooking CGI, and I couldn't tell you how well it's done because of the quality of the film we were able to buy, but right. uh,
1: it's all very exciting to watch. Yeah, it's got a... It- the action has a rhythm and Edgar Wright definitely studies rhythm when it comes to editing and his action scenes. And it, yeah, I felt the two were really similar.
0: I really liked the storyline. So at the beginning, how it's the kind of the flashback, but you don't know it's the flashback. And then you go through the whole, the whole first act and you're like, Oh, there's a, there's the line he gives to Turkey, how her, her assorted noodles are awful. And he kind of grills her. And then you find out later it's, it's a uh, bull tongue, the evil shot chef who is disguised as a lowly like intern understudy that says the same thing to him and you're like oh my gosh he he's just like parodying what what people have said about him i was like oh that was some great writing
1: yeah yeah it's the writing is really good actually and um and the woman that plays turkey who i remember when i first saw it um i kind of i remember feeling bad for her because oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) because she's not very attractive um in fact it's karen mott who who's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. And, uh, and she's absolutely beautiful. And, they, uh, her and Steven some great dated Makeup, her. Yeah. They did some really good makeup.
0: Uh, so since we're doing spoilers, I, uh, towards the end they, there's a whole little sequence there and and the ending bit of the movie is you find out after um, Stephen has, has fallen from grace he goes to mainland China to learn how to cook and Turkey follows him there's an assassination attempt yeah this is a fever dream hold on <laughs> there's, there's an assassination attempt Turkey takes the bullet uh, Stephen runs off he becomes this master of, of cooking winds back up
1: t- At a Shaolin
0: temple (laughs) with these bronze monks um, and (laughs) makes it back. But at the end, she, she resurfaces, she has a, plastic surgery because the bullet that she took hit her tooth and now she looks perfect. And I was like I, at first I was like, oh, this is like this is how you're going to bring her back. But then like the save and like the redeeming part of it is like he has the paper that she wanted him to sign and he's been thinking about it and he's already signed it and like he gives it back to her prior to see. It's just like that yeah. was I was like, wow, they really like saved it. It wasn't the superficial like she's hot now, so he's with her, but it's, right. it's fine.
2: really makes these movies for me because like you can do something funny and slapstick and you know cinematically creative and that's all great that it can have like a pretty effective emotional tether in that you do kind of care that this guy was an asshole and it's nice seeing that character change but then also the nuance of how food is kind of shown and and, you know uh, approached like whether food be in terms of like the arts and crafts of it or like the business of it or then in uh, Turkey's case like there's A love behind the one dish she presents him, and yeah. there's you don't need a lot there, I think, but that you do have that emotional tether into like the heart of the movie it makes it, it it takes it from like a really fun movie to one that's really great to watch and rewatch, and I I definitely you know it does become a favorite pretty quickly because it's it's full of so much character. Yeah, I think right,
0: with, it really is. I think with like this movie and Edgar Wright movies especially the the rewatchability is there. Mm. Like with Edgar Wright movies, it's like going back and and finding those jokes, like finding the bits that you've missed. And I know with this movie, it might be a little difficult because it's the translation. So you're losing some cultural references that aren't you could always be. learn
2: Chinese Sean. Like <laughs> you're just kind of being lazy, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Learn Chinese. Go back and watch this 40 times and you'll get every joke, you know. But I, I think there's a lot that you can rewatch in this just. Oh, from, yeah. from the Like I uh, cinematography and...
2: And the writing. Like, the first line in the film when he's introduced, it's that, like, it's that woman who's a fortune teller, and she stops him and says, like, the first line is, you're a fairy from the heavens, let me tell your fortune. And the end of the film, that pays off. and He was (laughs) a fairy from the heavens, and he was a divine presence, and he is the literal god of cookery. And that feels very Edgar Wright, writing in, at the very beginning, the payoff of the whole film. It's great stuff.
1: Yeah, very true. And Edgar Wright... And brings in a lot of, you know, kind of social themes as well to his movies. And and I, I had missed some of those with this. And then when I watched it again, I found them. And then and then I actually found this weird video on YouTube, this kind of thematic analysis by this woman who has like nine followers and only this one video. So <laughs> it must have been for like a some sort of graduate thesis or something. But um, she did it on The God of Cookery. And one of the things she pointed out was this was made in 96 and Hong Kong was getting turned over to the U.K., just the very next year and this is what is it 96 so this is like five years after tiananmen square and one year before the handover which culturally politically and all of that stuff and one of the things that she was pointing out was the statement the statements that Stephen Chow is making on capitalism and, and materialism, and it's just, it's so over the top. You, of course, see it just as it is, but when you really think about the context of, of it and Hong Kong and its relation to China and its relation to the capitalism of the West, and he is making some pretty strong statements about the, the general douchebaggery and corruption <laughs> that was going on, um, even in the world of cooking, you know?
0: Yeah, that's that's super true. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. The, the handover was that year or the following year. Yeah. Uh, So Hong Kong going back to China and yeah. Jeez, it, it kind of puts the movie in a new light. I'm definitely going to need to go back and watch it. Like, um, It's
2: also kind of very steeped in like very classical almost. I it, I feel like Stephen Chow has an admiration seeing as he did a huge Journey to the West film on, on kind of, of mythology. And it does feel like a very classic hero's journey in that there's a fall of someone. And then even to the point at the end you have divine intervention. It feels very kind of classical in its... In its presentation, which I, yeah, I'd love to know more about uh, what was happening in China at the time, because it sounds like this is a much more thoughtful movie than you might think on, on the first viewing, where it's very, it's very funny. Like throughout, it's it's a very funny film. And even if a joke doesn't land, like I feel so much is happening so quickly that then pretty quickly after, you know, something is going to land.
1: Yeah. What, one of the things that she was pointing out was just how many jokes were in there that uh, a Westerner just can't get, especially that doesn't speak the language. All of these references to obscure advertising and television programs and, and media personalities that happen really rapid fire.
0: I also that like Stephen Chow, he tends to use his name um, in most of his movies as Stephen Chow. I think he does it in Shaolin Soccer 2, but he always tends to change the Chinese characters for it. So there's always like a little joke in there where like ah. his name is something else in, in Chinese. And yeah, th- it's like impressive when a movie from another country can be done and have all those jokes, but then also maintain to be like entertaining. That's yeah, that's awesome. Like if you can pull that off, you you've got a great movie and uh, a great movie that we should probably score. So Ned, what, what are you uh, given this movie?
2: Um, well, I do uh, know it, it's one of those movies. that's hard to put a numerical value on. I, I enjoyed it, it so much. I watched it with like a big goofy smile for throughout. And I feel like I don't know that's a high scoring. It, it feels like a nine out of ten, like an instant kind of classic for me Uh, i would love a release over here in the uk where i can watch it in a bit better quality and really kind of take in a lot of stuff like i'd miss throughout a poorer quality maybe poorer kind of translation version that i was able to see but uh yeah it feels immediately a kind of classic and one that i'm absolutely i watched it yesterday and i've already like messaged two friends saying you've got to go and watch this film so it's a nine out of 10.
0: I'm going to give it, dang, you give it a nine. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, usually I'm the one who gives like the high scores here, but uh, I, I was going to give it an eight, but I think it's an 8.5 after, after thinking a little more on a, on a second viewing or third viewing, I think it goes up much like an Edgar Wright film. I used to not like hot fuzz. I used to think it was like an okay movie. The first time I saw, I saw it in theaters. It was, it was good. And then it's my favorite Edgar Wright movie now, it, and I, I rewatch it all the time. So I think it's probably one of those movies for me that if I go back and watch it, it'll become a nine. But uh, yeah, eight, a strong eight to 8.5 uh, for me. Mark, here's where you you give us a score that we just can't expect. You're going <laughs> to
2: you're <gonna laughs> give it three out of ten. So 10 you're gonna say and you're going to recommend like, this, this movie because it's trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm definitely gonna see hot Fuzz again because yeah i felt the same way when i saw it i'm like oh that wasn't one of his best um but i i can't wait to watch it again now yeah when i first saw the god of cookery i probably would have given it a seven just because i was so stumped by it and i never you know i probably watched it in like 90s 90, 98 or something and i and i would never really seen anything like it so but i've seen it at least two more times maybe three more times after that and the and the score just keeps going up and up. This time, I think uh, I was really stumped by the translation. I just really felt like God, I'm missing so much here. So I would, I would give it uh, much like you had a nine. Yeah, and and the last, wow. the last Sean one hated this really-
2: movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The last point for me is really the the translation the subtitles I just I, I nice. wish somebody would come and do those better and and of course you know release it and um, all its high def glory on, on streaming there's no excuse okay no. chopping
2: mall is on blu-ray like anything can be on there. And there's so much like we didn't get to talk about, like, I love the, the, everything they do with food, like the cooking itself is fantastic. The, the kind of more surrealist kind of uh, stuff, especially towards the end is fantastic. When the judge, the princess of flavor, as she called, eats uh, his rice bowl, a fantastic sequence. So, yeah, uh, go and check out this movie knowing it's, it's, it's a very special one. And uh, try, try find it best you can. If you can't find it on DVD, send it over to the blokes. <laughs>
0: Because uh, we want that.
1: And what was up with those shrimp, those live shrimp that were uh, is, have you guys ever seen shrimp like that?
0: Yeah, I've seen it before. It's like a street food thing. Um, I don't remember if it's live or if it's something that happens when you like add salt after you kill it. But I know that it's supposed to be pretty good. So I'm down to try it.
1: Yeah, I, that was that was like uh, something out of Alien for me. That was pretty scary. <laughs> but um, but I will try a pissing beef ball if I ever come across one. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, as some quick trivia, uh, the, the chef who kind of consulted on the movie, chef, uh, I, I may butcher his name here, Dai Lung, uh, was someone who knew uh, Stephen Chow pretty well. Stephen would go and eat at his restaurant often, and that's where he kind of came up with the idea of to do something kind of food-based. But you can go eat Sorrowful Rice in uh, Dai Lung's restaurant in Hong Kong. It's called Chow Chow. Uh, they, yes. I checked. They deliver so if you're in Hong Kong, how do you find this podcast and order yourself some sorrowful rice? <laughs> hey,
0: don't sell this short. We have a, a listener in Kenya. Shout out Kenya for Shout out Kenya. Uh, awesome. Listening to Blokes. No, I sorrowful I, I, rice. This, I love it. I would so when I saw the sorrowful rice, I was like, this makes me want to cook something up right now. It was like exactly of it. it was like, oh my God. And then they hit you with the line, everyone can be a god of cookery. And I'm like in my kitchen, I'm like, All right, I'm gonna make some <laughs> rice. I'm gonna cook it up. I'm gonna chef it up. Like yeah. Yeah, this is with this is love. like a wood love. Yeah. And then you just like eat it. You're all happy. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone should should check this movie out especially if you're into food like if you're into food mm. you're gonna love this movie absolutely
1: yeah yeah i just went straight into my kitchen and started uh, juggling knives afterwards <laughs> 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 no, that's why
2: you, your hands are missing i see now. yeah uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't work yeah. out so well
2: oh great well i feel uh we're gonna we're gonna close out with a, a recipe sean has prepared called the uh the bloke special sean take it as take us away with this recipe
0: so what you want to do is you want to go into your your Kitchen, you get a whole clove of garlic and you chop it up mm-hmm. and you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> The blokes special, everyone.
2: Try that at home and send us a picture uh, of your dish. That's I, great. I would
1: suggest that you either be single or married. Um, exactly,
2: uh, Sean. I prefer blokes be a uh, vampire-friendly podcast, but you know, uh, if we don't want those Transylvanian listeners, that's up to you, man. You
0: know, I'm somewhat of a Transylvania racist.
2: <laughs> Transylvania is a real place, man, and I would oh, it. Damn
1: it. <laughs> it is actually, yeah. Oh man. From no, I take that back. Don't cancel me. I'm kidding. Shit.
2: Mark, thanks so much, man. That, what a fucking good movie.
1: <laughs> like, And yeah, I would have you, never guys. found it. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy I got to share it. I, yeah, thank you so much. Uh,
0: I think we should have you on again, maybe when another movie comes out. Oh, yeah, uh,
2: now yeah. we're recording. Do you want to shout anything out, Mark, that the people might want to look out for?
1: If you want to see something equally as weird, but I in my opinion better every time i see it um kajillionaire uh which is streaming now it's miranda july so if you already know that you don't like miranda july uh i i would say i would still say give this a chance so yeah kajillionaire it's truly bizarre and beautiful at the same time it was streaming at 20 bucks but i think they reduced the price now to like a regular rental price uh so yeah i'll
2: check it out but mark i was more offering a chance of (laughs) self-promotion to you. You, oh, so only right. thing you're gonna be in uh,
1: that maybe the people will um, to look out for. Let's see. Uh <laughs> Funny enough, speaking of Stephen Chow naming things after himself, uh, the project that I'm working on now is called Marcus, um, which is what I alluded to earlier about uh, you know that web series that we're working on. Oh, nice. So yeah, working on that, um, working with my brother on a documentary project. We're in pre-production on that um, about the sort of new age, holistic yoga kind of world and ha- the kind of effect that's had on the West. So yeah, you'll hopefully hear more about that soon.
2: Oh, very cool. And can we, I did. I don't know, can we shout out Homestead, which is, I don't know when that's coming out, but I've, I've seen like a trailer. I think I saw a trailer. I've seen a clip. Yeah. Uh, you can find uh, cool.
1: Homestead has an Instagram page. Um, so you can check that out. There are a couple of trailers, I think for it, but uh, I'll keep you guys posted about that for sure. Yeah. Very exciting.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. So yeah. Much, thank
1: well. you guys. It was so good to see you guys. And um, yeah, I can't wait to tune into the next episode. Perfect. I'm going
2: to stop recording now. So uh, Sean, you can say all that anti-Transylvanian stuff you wanted to say. But, uh, Are we
1: out?
0: <laughs> there you have it. The God of Cookery. What a wonderful film. I want to give a big shout out to Mark Medeo for being our very first special guest. And a big shout out to Julian Kirk, who has done all the audio and the jingle at the beginning. Go check out his band Echo Rec on Spotify and Apple Music. Some great prog rock. Also, give us a follow on Instagram at lights.cameras.blokes. Why don't you hit up our Gmail at lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com. Send us a question. Ned has been crying all week because our inbox is empty. I, I don't know if he can last any longer. Uh, i am been getting a lot of weird texts saying he's he's sad and depressed that nobody's listening and he's just gonna scrap it all. But we can't let that happen. So please, somebody send us an email. Thanks. And remember, get outside, go for a bike ride, enjoy the sun, or the rain or the clouds or the freezing temperatures but you need that vitamin d and you're not getting it in your multivitamin so yeah have a good one That's that's going to be our first viewer email.
2: <laughs> Dear Mr. Culligan. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah,
0: this is a Transylvania racist now doing all these impressions.
2: I'm taking the heat away from you, man. <laughs> no.